Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient to the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Ann Mank, Wealth Advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building, and also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. We also service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Please visit ellenbecker.com for more details. So on today's show, my guest is Carrie Lyles. She is owner of a new venture called Second Chapter Consulting. After a 20-year sales and marketing career in diverse industries, including newspaper advertising, real estate, manufacturing, you name it, she's been in there. Carrie found herself soul-searching after the sudden death of her husband, Steve, in May of 2019. With a passion for helping couples navigate planning for the unthinkable, Her new business focuses on the crucial conversations needed to ensure loved ones are left with a legacy of comfort, both financially and emotionally. So Carrie, welcome to the show. I am really excited to talk with you because a lot of what we do at Ellen Becker is helping individuals with that legacy. And I know we've talked previously, um, and I do want you to share your story, but a lot of it is as an advisor, I want to help my clients so much, but they are in such a unique situation that I've never been in that I don't necessarily know how to help them. So, you know, you've been in a situation where, like you said, it's the unthinkable. So can you give us a little background on yourself and your family? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you you gave a little bit of my background in that it was in sales and and that's ultimately how my husband and I met. We met many years ago. We worked together actually um, at a local newspaper. Um, We've been in the Lake Country area for all of our our life, really, um, both of us, and had two two teenage daughters. And um, so I was working at a manufacturing firm and he had just um, begun Um, work at a firm in New Berlin. He was um, in printing and in newspaper for a very long time. And, and so we were just, we were a a happy, busy family, like, like many, many out there. And um, May 2019, yes, things drastically changed for our family. So I certainly would be happy to, to share a little bit of that. And then some steps of, of kind of then what came after that. And he was healthy, right? He was not someone where you would, you know, think didn't live a healthy life or had a short lifespan. Like I meet with some people and they're like, you know what, everybody in my family dies of a heart attack at 45. And so you can kind of plan or anticipate some of those. Right. But he wasn't like that, was he? No, no, he was a basketball referee. Um, so he was on the basketball courts um, during basketball season a couple times a week, um, was very up on all of his checkups. Um, admittedly high blood pressure and um, high cholesterol kind of ran in his family and he had that very under control. And in fact, in the last six months um, of his life, 
was enjoying some vigorous training in CrossFit. And we would even go as a family and we would do CrossFit training with him on Saturday mornings, but he was also doing that during the week with a colleague of his. Um, there was an office that was close to his that he would take part in a gym. And um, so, no, I mean, there were no warning signs. Um, and nothing that was was telling us, gosh, we better get this checked out. And, and therefore, um, when you say unthinkable, this is exactly somewhat of the, a little bit of the cliche that all of a sudden you're just like, well, we never thought this would happen. Uh, all of a sudden, definitely I was falling into that category. Had you had conversations previously on, you know, what if something happened or was it, you know, you had some things in place because of the kids, but then it really was out of sight, out of mind. You know, I think like a lot of people, when your kids are little or when you start having a family, you do start thinking about, well, gosh, may, we need to really start planning ahead. We need to have a will in place. I, I remember, I think it really kind of came to the forefront when we wanted to travel for the first time. And we thought, well, gosh, what if, you know, that's one of the what ifs, what if something were to happen? And so we took a look then at, at our will. He was very organized. And I have to say, as, um, as a wife, that was something that I was very grateful for. Um, he really had his ducks in a row. He did take care of a lot of the bills and somewhat of you know, the financial planning. He made a spreadsheet that ever so often I would go up into his office and I would ask him to please pull it out. Hey, let's do a check-in on this. And on that spreadsheet was just things like how much house payment we had left over, the savings that we had for the college, some of our 401k and retirement planning. I so appreciated that he put that together. And so I would say that I was definitely a wife in the know. I knew a flyover view of what we had. Um, I was not always in the day-to-day -day bills and, and, you know, paying all of those little totals, but I had a good sense of where we were financially. That was, that was also on me, I felt. I, I, sh I felt like I really should come alongside of him in knowing some of this. Yep. And that's always important. Like a lot of times when we're working with clients, it's, um, oh, you know, my wife does that, or my husband does that. And it's, yes, that's great, but you're both going to be in the meeting with us so sure. that you both, at least, like you said, have that high, you know, from above understanding of what you might or might not, might not have, because you never know. Absolutely. And that, that is just normal. And that's, no one should feel obviously no one should feel bad about that. We naturally fall into certain roles as, you know, as we um, maybe are married for a little bit longer. I knew exactly what we had in the pantry at times. I knew <laughs> when maybe the pediatrician needed to sign off on something or, or whatever, and he took care of other things. And, and that, that's a partnership and there's nothing wrong with that. However, when it does come to some of these financial things that could really affect you if something were to happen. I feel like that more than ever now, I feel like that's super important to both be on the same page. And we had a financial advisor the spring actually before um, Steve passed away, we had a meeting with him and it was so empowering to me to sit down with Steve and really get even more of a picture of what we had been doing all these years. And 
I give him a lot of credit. He had taken care of a lot of those meetings, but it felt great for me as a wife to sit next to him and, and get an even better view of that. So when you were, and this is just kind of a random question, but like when you were growing up, did you have any exposure to money, finance, investing as a kid? Was that something like, where did you learn investing in, in general? That's a really good question. Um, my, my dad was very smart in business and I always knew that saving was important. And he, he always kind of had, you know, his, his ducks in a row, um, as far as planning and kind of communicating that with us. But honestly, I did learn that from just kind of being in business and then being married. And I don't know. I, I guess I just always kind of took the attitude like, well, I, I should know this. <laughs> I really should know this. I don't, I don't know exactly who taught that to me, but um, I think always having a real sense that, hey, money is important and it's important to be smart with it. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that kind of falls into, you know, this topic too, of just having the confidence of, you know, getting into those areas that you might not know something about because you might be thrown into it, whether you want to or not. And so, you know, by being curious and having the confidence and asking some of the questions, because like, to your point, my husband and I have two separate things. Like I had to tell him where my password list is, and he has to tell me where his password list is just in case anything happens, because he always handles the sports and the payments for those. And, you know, some of the other bills, and I always handle like our target list or our investments. Like, so it's just that I don't need to know everything, but I need to know where it is if I ever do have to know something. That is the most important thing. That is so true. Yes, because he literally had written down all of the passwords. And he had that in a drawer and ever so often he would pull them out and, you know, we kind of, or, you know, how they change ever so often they get recycled. And so my girls and I both knew where those, they all were. And so that was really, really important. Passwords are key. (laughs) Well, and passwords for everything. Cause I I know we'll talk a little bit about like, how do you organize, organize yourself now? But I know when our clients go through estate planning, part of their trust documents is giving somebody the right to have their electronic files, like their social media, like everything's on Facebook or Instagram right now. So even thinking of some of those things, which aren't necessarily financial, but, you know, you would want to take control over some of those things. So. Um, I think what we'll do is take a really quick break, but come back and talk about what do we need to organize? How do we need to organize it so that we're prepared? And I also like that you said that your daughters knew about where this list was, because I think a lot of times we forget about the kids, especially if they're young, Um, but having them be a part of some of this conversation as well. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm your host and Mank Wealth Advisor with Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today we have Carrie Lyles with us. She has created a new venture called Second Chapter Consulting. 
And she's really trying to help individuals and couples navigate the unthinkable events that can happen in life from her personal experience that she's gone through. She just really wants to help others. And as we were talking before of a lot of times, these unthinkable are events that just are sudden. And so when it happens, the more you can organize beforehand, the better. So if, if you had to kind of step in and, and kind of be in the shoes of somebody who maybe you before the event, like what were some things that you either had organized that was just extremely helpful, like you had mentioned the password list, or what were, you some, what were some things that you wished you had in place so that you either didn't have to deal with it at that time, or it was just something you didn't even think you needed in the first place? Sure. Yeah. Well, it did absolutely start with communication. And some of this is it's not the most fun date night conversation, but it's, we would ever so often just do a check-in and some of those check-ins really were, you know, where is this? Where's the password? Um, it's, it's really good to, to share that password list. I knew where the spreadsheet list was. I could always find it on the computer. So that was, again, just kind of a flyover of what we had. Knowing where your will is and and when was the last time that was updated, that was really important. What were some medical directives? You know, we we had to kind of talk through that um, when we had the original will done and just kind of knowing what your spouse's wishes may be if you're called to the ER and you have to make sudden decisions. Um, as well as organ donation. Um, my husband was an organ donor. And as I sat in that hospital, um, my mind wasn't clear. It was a flurry of all kinds of things, but I did immediately tell the doctors, I said, well, let's have something good come from this. I want everything donated that we possibly can. And then they looked at me and they said, well, he, he did have that on his license. So just, just even having that decision saying, okay, I, I know what my spouse's decision would be. Um, funeral. I mean, just some of the, the details of, of something like that, but as far as everyday details, possibly at your fingertips, we had a file drawer in his office and I opened it a week or two after all this had happened. And while I knew it was there, it was so extremely comforting to me to look at all of those files and everything truly was at my fingertips. Car titles. He had his own file. In it was his passport, his social security number, our marriage license, his birth certificate. All those things that you may be asked to present at a time when you need to literally kind of prove what has happened. Mm-hmm. You know, that day, May 28th, when, when all of this happened, he, he suddenly was gone. I was starting to sign paperwork that I was single. I was starting to sign paperwork that I was a widow in the days that followed. Your heart isn't ready for that. And your mind is barely wrapping itself around it, but the world keeps going and the world keeps asking you to make decisions so that you can move forward. If, if you can't navigate some of that paperwork and find, you know, social security numbers and know some of this information, it's very foggy in an already foggy time. Right. And that's just like human nature too. If we're in stressful situations, I saw something once it was, 
They put somebody in a very stressful situation and then they asked them a question like, name a girl's name that starts with A. And because you're in such a stressful situation, you can't bring that up. So Mm -hmm. now imagine, you know, your whole family has changed. You may never have had to go through funeral planning before or opening accounts or handling, you know, life insurance claims. And now you're asked to do all of this. I have some clients where, you know, it took them six months before they could just mentally handle having some of these conversations because the stress of it was just so much. And so what you're saying too, of if there's a file drawer, it takes the thinking out of it or it allows somebody else to step in and help you as well during that time. Exactly. I, the way that I handled it was I took on a business mode right away. If someone doesn't handle it that way, which there is no right or wrong in a situation like that. But if, somebody is literally kind of just in their bedroom and and can't function for a a couple days, you're right. It would be great for a friend or a relative to be able to say, okay, this is where it is. This is the information that we need. So um, we had all of that just kind of at our fingertips Um, as well as, you know, being in the know of if, if your spouse does the bills, it's good to at least know when is the house payment due? How much is it for? What is automatically coming out of our checking? What is being paid by hard copy check? How are bills being paid? That was something that I also had to navigate. All of a sudden, I here I sat like two weeks afterwards and I was like, what? Oh my gosh. I wonder if I'm missing any bills. I wonder if bills are just like piling up and I'm not even quite sure how they're getting paid. So even that conversation, and that's, that's an easy conversation to have. And maybe you even start with some of those lighter conversations and then you go more into the meat and potatoes of some of this stuff. It's, it's not easy to talk about. It's not. And it's, it's definitely, it's definitely thinking about the unthinkable and nobody likes to do that. But man, if that happens, you would definitely be in a much clearer place on some of this that was my, that was my experience anyway. So, so it sounds like definitely having at least a file of some sort with maybe just, and I, what I tell clients too, is it doesn't have to be a current statement, but maybe a statement in the last 12 months of everything so that at least, you know, it's something that's current and you know, you have the account number, you have who's registered under and just having that filed somewhere. Um, And a lot of our stuff is electronic. So it's really difficult if somebody passes away and all statements are coming electronically, you're not going to get that statement in the mail as a reminder that like, hey, you need to pay this. And it's also a tough time, too, because if there was if the person who passed away had income coming in and now there's no longer that paycheck coming in, those are all things that are really hard to navigate. during that time. So I would assume maybe one organization too, I'm just thinking from the financial planning perspective is having that emergency fund because you just don't know what's going to happen. And so having that cash on hand to give you a two or three month window to get everything figured out is probably important as well. Very important. And I think that kind of comes full circle as to your role actually as a financial advisor. And 
our financial advisor is one of the first phone calls I made in that first week. And it was so comforting to me that I literally had just met with him a couple months before I was, he knew me, I knew him. I was able to explain what had happened. And then he was able to say, okay, Carrie, here is what we need to execute. You know, it's, I've said this before, whatever spouse handles, you know, the finances, I don't think that it empowers your spouse to say, if something happens to me tomorrow, don't worry about it. Just call, just call Anne. Yeah. It's not empowering. If, if I don't know Anne, that's still, I, I need to have that trustworthy relationship of at least meeting a couple times and saying, okay, I know that Anne knows exactly what our 401k is. She knows my accounts. She can easily call this up. I didn't even really realize that our financial advisor had a copy of our life insurance policy. He mm-hmm. executed all of that for me. That was so wonderful <laughs> that, yep. that he took care of that for me. So well, you think that you're setting your spouse up for success by just saying, don't worry about it. Just, just call this person. That's not empowering them to be able to make decisions and feel like they are in control of anything because this is an extremely, extremely uncontrolled situation. Right. And, you know, all these little pieces just help you gain a little bit of control. You know, everything is all kind of spiraling out of out of control, you don't want to also have to worry about, can I trust this person? Like, like you said, you want your inner circle that you already can trust. You want to know who you can call and calling a stranger who you might've met once (laughs) is not going to be what gives you that peace of mind during that time. Exactly. Well, I also want to talk about some action that happens or things that, you know, when you're in the kind of the thick of it, what are some of the things that somebody needs to think about. Cause I like the way I like to think I like to anticipate. So if my husband would pass away, this is what I would need to do day one, two, three, five. And I know from the financial perspective, but I'm sure there is a bunch of things that are either personal related, family related, you know, something where it doesn't necessarily deal with money, but it's something that you either need to make the call or you make it need to make a decision on. Um, that if we can anticipate some of those, it might help at least to have, like you're saying, have those conversations right now. I don't know what conversations to have with my husband. If I pass away, you know, make sure you do this, this, and this, like, it'd be nice to have that so that we both feel comfortable, like you're saying, not calling strangers. So why don't we take a quick break and kind of dive into that of what happens those first couple of days, weeks after somebody passes away, that would be helpful for somebody to know. Welcome back to Money Sense. I am Ann Mank, your host for today, Wealth Advisor with Ellen Becker Investment Group, and I am here with Carrie Lyles. And we are talking about when planning for the unthinkable, when something happens that just kind of turns your life upside down, and how do we best prepare for that event? And we've talked about, well, what can we organize before it happens? What are some things that we could have in place? Emergency fund, making sure that each one knows where passwords are, having the conversations of, well, if I were to be sick, this is what I would want to happen. 
donate my organs if I would pass away, having some of those conversations and having the files in place, making it easy for somebody to kind of take over in your spot if you're not there. But what happens when somebody passes away? Like, what do those days look like? What are some of the decisions you have to make? Um, Was there anything that surprised you or really kind of threw you off as you were going through it? Well, one thing I, it was very eye-opening and it was a pleasant surprise and I had no idea really about it. And, and maybe your audience will, will kind of shake their head and smile and say, well, yeah, of course I know that, but (laughs) I, I really didn't. My brother said to me, Carrie, you need to contact the social security office immediately. And I said, okay. And he said, you are entitled to probably some benefits for the girls that will really help you out, um, you know, every month. And I, okay. So that was one of the things that I took action, you know, very quickly. They knew through records and through death records, obviously that he had passed, but I had to prove that I had to give my social security number, his, and both of my children. And then I made an appointment at my local social security office, which took about a month and a month and a half to even get an appointment there. But I, I chose to go in person. I, I chose to, to do that. And that was a huge relief. It was a bit of a burden off of our family when I was told these are some of the benefits based on his income that you will be getting for your minor children. Maybe this is something that everybody just knows that was a surprise to me. I, I didn't just know that. So um, that, that was really, really something that I kind of depended on a little bit. My position at the time, my company was very, very kind to me. Um, they gave me some of the summer off so that I could just get that fog, make those decisions, have time to grieve, be here with my girls. I think that that actually is a really important thing to do as well is maybe find out what your company's policy is. There's a lot of companies I don't think that really have policies because it doesn't happen all that often. Sometimes it's just two or three days after after the death of a loved one. But it's something I feel like an HR department should really think about. And mine was extremely gracious to me in giving me that extra time off. It's important to do as well. Like you're saying, I think a lot of people might try and get back to work too fast. Was there a time where you're like, I thought I was good. And then a week later, you appreciated having a longer period of time off so that you could kind of go through the ebb and flow of it. I was in full out work mode. And then all of a sudden this happened. So of course there's this part of you that's like, well, yeah, I'll just, I'll take a little bit of time off. I'll, then I'll just go back to work. I, I was thinking a week and a half or so I, I thought, okay, I'll just, we'll, we'll plan for the celebration of life. I'll, I'll, I'll just get my feet back under me and um, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll start to just get back in the groove of things. There's no way that I could have done this as much as forward thinking as I was and as much as I wanted to accomplish for myself personally, the thought of going back to work and jumping in and making decisions at work, that was completely, completely just, I, I really, really couldn't feel like I could 
do that. And nor did I think that was fair to my company to just go back and go through the motions while still trying to process what had just literally happened um, to our family. So they were very gracious in, in giving me that time off. Um, again, I think it's probably personal to every company, every situation, but um, if there are any leaders out there that are that are listening, and if, if you can give that to your employees, I cannot say what a gift that is. So I, I was able to take a couple months off, and then I started to tiptoe back in, and I came back part-time, and then I, I got back to full-time, and I was ready. I will tell you that I was ready when that time happened, but I was grateful <laughs> for, for the reprieve. Um, so social security was one, knowing my financial advisor was another, having that conversation, having him come alongside of me and help me. I also had a lot of appointments at my bank in changing up accounts. There are many accounts, obviously, that we had in both of our names, but then I started switching things to just be in my name, closing certain credit cards, getting credit cards only in my name, little things like that. That um, It's not that I didn't know how to do it, but just, again, steps to, to do it. When you're talking about your accounts, was there any that either got blocked? so that you couldn't use them until you took action. Like I've heard some stories of that too, where somebody passes away and they immediately shut down that, even though it might be joint because of processing in the back end. Like, was it pretty smooth for you where it's like you show the death certificate, you, you know, you called up and they were able to help you get that organized. Yeah. And I guess that's another thing you mentioning the death certificate. That's another thing that was a learning curve for me. I guess I didn't realize that there in some instances would absolutely have to have proof before I moved forward on an account or closing a credit card or, or whatever that was. And those death certificates take a little bit of time to, to be processed and to come. You don't just all of a sudden walk out of the funeral home with a death certificate. So that all takes time. And I, I guess you just, you have to make your move on some of this stuff and then be patient. You don't get payouts on all of this stuff, if, you know, quickly. Um, the process was, was smooth for me, but you have to just wait, you know, make, make your move and then wait. So the death certificate comes and then yes, I was able to change over cell phone accounts. I was able to ch close credit cards. That's a whole thing too, where you have to just stay on the phone and, and be on hold and explain your situation. We had a, a trip planned. I had to call the airline. I explained our situation. We had a change over plane tickets. Everybody was very gracious, but you also have to just be patient in, in knowing that, you know what, I have to explain what has happened. Not everyone is going to completely understand it, but just to kind of <laughs> Stay patient with yourself too, I guess, and in just kind of taking it a day at a time. You don't have to boil the whole ocean. You can just take a day at a time, accomplish maybe one thing a day where you can feel like, okay, I did that today. And then give yourself some time to maybe the next day you tackle something else. Um, I will say the one thing that, that you want to share with your family if there is any type of Apple ID out there, <laughs> that is 
still kind of hanging over my head almost two years now. Oh my goodness. The way that it was set up, the way that credit cards were set up, all of a sudden we still had certain things coming off of credit cards because they were under his Apple ID and that was attached to the girls. That's very important <laughs> that you all are on the same page as to what's being bought, what's being subscribed to and what credit card things are coming off of. That's a great point. Like my husband's an Apple and I'm a Samsung. So it's like, I have no idea <laughs> what any of that stuff would be. That's a whole other journey, but knowing, knowing that is, is important passwords and subscriptions and how much each subscription is and which credit card is coming off of. In that first day or two, I would, and this is just me kind of thinking of what would happen. So you said you called your financial advisor Obviously, you have to make funeral plans at that point. Are there any other things that are just like an immediate you need to check off the box because it's important? I guess, you know, we definitely surrounded ourselves with a community of our friends for support. That was very important that we were just supported from that end. Um, as far as those immediate decisions, the immediate decisions that I made already in the hospital was the organ donation and the funeral arrangements. And then whatever service, you know, with, with COVID, everything has kind of lengthened the time and, and the number of capacity that, that people can obviously have maybe a service. But I, I took action on that right away as well. Um, and then that next week is when I really started looking more at my banking, my financial advisors, the social security, the bills. Um, Give yourself some time. Not, none of this, none of this has to be done immediately. Your bills are going to get paid. There's probably going to be a little bit of grace period on some of these things. Um, you know, you have to, you have to be kind to yourself. And I think if, if anything, I, I learned that there was only so much that I could do. And so I, again, I just kind of tackled one thing a day. And a lot of that had to do with, with the banking end and the financial advisors, and then making some making appointments to get in front of people and so that they could really explain things to me. Everyone is so different and, and everyone's situation is so different, but I found a lot of peace in getting organized. Other people might want to kind of just say, well, no, there's no way I can think of all that stuff. I personally just felt like I absolutely have to understand what I have coming in, what's going out and how I'm going to start moving forward with all of this. And I did that very quickly but I don't think there's any right or wrong. I think that, you know, again, surrounding yourself with a community that can also help you is really vital. Well, and listening to yourself. I mean, I, that's what I keep hearing in your comments is that you were doing what was right and best for you at that point. So being selfish and doing it the way that it makes sense for you is what helps you get through it in a way that's positive or in a way that it's not going to totally crush you at that point. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I can't say enough for the people that were, that, that I was in, in touch with, whether it be credit card companies or the bank or the financial or um, medical offices or, or whatever it happened to be. I mean, everyone is going to come alongside of you. This definitely showed 
the graciousness and the professionalism of people. That's, that's for sure. I can't say enough about that. Well, and that's what I'm hoping you'll help me a little bit with in our last segment here. So we'll take a quick break, but, you know, coming from this other side of the table, how can I best help my clients or my friend or my family that's going through this? Because a lot of times we kind of sit back because we don't know what to do. And so what are some things that you you might have that was helpful or things to say or do that, you, you know, no matter what the circumstances would always be a good thing to do. So we'll take a quick break and come right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Ann Mank, Wealth Advisor with Ellen Becker Investment Group. And we have been talking to Carrie Lyles, who is the owner of Second Chapter Consulting. She is really helping individuals kind of plan and get through those unplanned events, things that kind of throw you on your head. Um, and as we were talking before, you know, a financial advisor is a really key person in navigating this. And I really do want to, you know, make sure that our clients are taken care of. But a lot of times we just don't know what to do or what to say or how to help, whether it's a client, a friend, or a family. So what, what were some things that either individuals did for you or you thought would have been helpful at that time um, to kind of help, you know, people on the other side of the table help you as much as they can? I think out of it all is just the availability um, of, of getting in touch with someone and, and being able to kind of tell your story. And so honestly, you guys are probably already such good listeners. Listening first and foremost, but then also I think even right now, you're kind of helping people with their dreams. You're helping people with their futures. You're listening right now to what people are planning for. It's a really, really opportune time to also, I feel like, have a little bit other arm of your business to say, I value our relationship and I value the fact that you have really put so much um, trust in me in helping you with your future. I think also what we might want to do is have some crucial conversations about planning for what if something were to happen that you couldn't enjoy this particular future that you are planning for and help them get organized with some of the things that I am also talking about here today. Asking if they both are in the know on things. Have you talked about your password? Have you updated your will? Uh, have you talked about what some of these other things might look like? really kind of getting them to think about exactly what we're talking about today. When that event does happen, you then can say, well, when we met three years ago, 15 years ago, six months ago, do you remember this is what we had put in place? So here is your will. Here is, you know, this is the life insurance policy that I have in file for you. No worries. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to file this. Um, here are some contacts of some people that you had said were important for us to also get in touch with at that time, whether that even be family members or, or whatever that happens to be. I guess what I have learned most is whatever you can talk with people about right now in getting set up, more so than, 
Yes, this account looks great. You definitely can buy that boat. Yes, you should be able to retire in five years. Have another arm and have those crucial conversations. You might be able to kind of put that up on a shelf for years and never have to worry about it. And that's fine. But if you have to take it down, you're going to empower men and women to be able to say, okay, I didn't want ever to have that taken down off of that shelf. But now that it is, now I know that we can have a talk because we already talked about it. Um, yeah, that's a great point. And it's like a lot of times we talk on the surface, but actually getting to some of those details. And as you were talking to it's, it's one thing to have it be a spouse, but then to also have those conversations about a child. Like a lot of times when we're talking life insurance, you know, if you have kids, like, do you have that child rider on? Because the last thing I want is for you to have to pay for your own child's funeral. So yeah. having those, you know, they're, they're uncomfortable and they're hard. But like you said, you'd rather have it when you have a clear mind and you can go home and think about it versus being thrown in the moment. Exactly. I think out of anything, my late husband was, he was an amazing man. Some of the greatest legacy that he left us was being prepared and being organized. And he left us with that comfort in knowing that while it's not okay, it is going to be okay. And um, if you're empowering and helping people do that, that's a lasting legacy. That, that is a gift. Yep. That's exactly, you know, it's not going to be good, but we're going to get through it. I want to thank you for being on our show. This has just been such great advice and, you know, definitely things we need to think about. If anybody has any additional questions for you or they want to see how you might be able to help and support them if they're going through this, what's the best way for them to reach you? Sure. I think email would be great. Um, then I can communicate back and forth. And um, so you can email me at K-A-R-I-L-Y-L-E-S, the number 20, so two zero at gmail.com. Perfect. And if anybody didn't get that, they can always call into our office or email us directly and we'll be happy to pass that along to you. So once again, thank you, Carrie, for being here. We really appreciate your wisdom and your words of support and comfort. It's really been a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you so much for having me, Anne. It was a pleasure for me as well. So if anybody has additional questions on here, like I said, you can feel free to visit us at ellenbecker.com or call us at 262-691-3200. And Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock and on Sundays from noon to 1. As always, I hope that I have made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Have a great day.